0: Welcome to the Love Cars On The Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell, and Paul Woodman.
1: Welcome to another Love Cars On The Grid. This week we look back at some MotoGP, some IndyCar, seems to be IndyCar every week, which is not a bad thing sometimes. Uh, and we also look at uh, a few sports cars, and there's a bit of an exciting weekend coming up in terms of motor racing, spectacular motor
0: racing. And we're not, <laughs> and talking, we're not talking about the <laughs> ah. but I mean, before we start, what do you think you're wearing, and where on earth are you? Well, uh, we,
1: I have to apologise for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, there's a bed behind me. For those of you on the podcast, um, let me describe it. It's a, it's a bed. I'm in mean, a travel lodge, £25 a night. Travel odds living the dream as a motor racing driver. So, uh, living dream travel odds, Leicester. Um, and I've just been still wearing your racing underwear, I, just, I literally just a second walked in. I just ran
0: into okay, this I'll, let you also, so, right, so. I'll let you off. All right,
1: I'll uh, let you and off. And this is I saw a picture of Vicky Piria. Um, I'm so I'm wearing for those of you who can't see, I'm wearing a, a very nice Puma Nomex uh underwear. And um, I saw Vicky wearing the identical one to me this weekend. And I gotta say, I think yes. I carry it off a little bit better than Vicky. Moving on swiftly, moving on swiftly, IndyCar, I think we've got to talk about Grosjean, pole position. Yeah, I think
0: the big headline of last weekend was Roman Grosjean on pole position. I mean, fantastic, you know, in his third or fourth race, you know, and um, it was so good to see. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, he was a rubbish Grand Prix driver, that shows how rubbish IndyCar is. I mean, it's awful what some of the Formula One fanatics will say, you know, because they forget, you know, Roman Grosjean... dominated GP2 or Formula 2 I forget what it was back then, uh, you know, then he got into the Lotus team match, Kimi Räikkönen, yes, he had a crash at the Spa he was so famous for, but, you know, Max Verstappen has had some crashes at Turn 1 in the beginning of his career, um, but he was as quick as Räikkönen, they took the battle to the McLarens, the dominant McLarens that year, and he could well have won a Grand Prix for Lotus, uh, and then he, you know, didn't get into a good car for the rest of his <laughs> eight or nine years of Formula 1, so, it's for him, he's breathing again. He's, he's, he's got a car that he can win a race in. you know, And people don't seem to understand that about Indigo. I think it's a place for retired drivers is an easy place to win. No, Romo Grosjean is a very talented driver. You've got too used to seeing him fighting at the back of the grid. You know Everybody sort of thinks he's rubbish. But, uh, you know, Mick Schumacher, all he does every weekend is hopes he can beat his Russian teammate. You know, that's his only dream, or maybe get one of the Williams. That's all Mick Schumacher can dream of. Um, whereas, you know, Grosjean now can win a race, and he very nearly did win that race. You know, an amazing start.
1: So not only is he a very good driver, he must be the luckiest driver alive because I still can't get that Bahrain thing out of my mind. It's just incredible. I've,
0: I've retweeted it. You see this photo of him holding the trophy, the second-place trophy, with the back of his hand. He's still just raw red. I think it might be skin graft or something, but... Uh, yeah. You know, it's a, a big hand. visual if, reminder.
1: You would take that all day long in in, in you know, considering. Uh, well, you, Wait, you, yeah, what
0: happened? Yeah. What, what could have happened? Um,
1: bit of a disaster for Jack Harvey though in IndyCar. I, I, yeah. I had good expectations for him. I thought he's going to do well this weekend.
0: Well, it's a shame it wasn't a better race because I think Grosjean being there got a lot of these Formula One poo-poo IndyCar I'm people sorry, to mate. watch it maybe. Was, It was boring. I'm sorry. (laughs) It wasn't. I know. But this happens in every formula. You know, even NASCAR. You know, every formula will have a bad race. And uh, I mean, what was happening with Jack Harvey really should have won that race. So Jack keeps having so many problems He qualified third, but IndyCar have got this red tire and the sticker. The red tire, the black tire. The blacks are slower. They have to run both tires on at least one stint. Uh, And Harvey had chosen to run the blacks to open. Um, and as he got second off the line, whereas Grosjean had the Reds, which is why he pulled out such a good lead. And he stayed Reds for the second in and pulled out more lead. Uh, but by then Jack was on Reds and so was VK. But, you know, Jack was ahead of VK, the eventual winner. And by then they were hunting down Grosjean. They had better pace than Grosjean by the time he got onto the Blacks. So, he probably should have finished third. It should have been Harvey, VK, uh, Grosjean at the end. I think if justice had been served, but uh, Jack had this terrible pit stop and the car fell off their and He got a puncture. And another frustrating, frustrating day for Jack, who, you know, again, a British driver, British Formula Three champion who didn't get a Grand Prix seat. Um, so instead we had Indy's version of Max Verstappen out there, Renus VK, you know, another fantastic talent, you know, yeah. who probably could be, great at a Grand Prix car. Um, he's 20 years old, this Dutch guy, he's um, big friend of Ari Leyendijk who, who won Indy, the Indianapolis 500 on a couple of occasions. And I raced against him Formula Ford back in 1975 so I know Ari very well. Uh, but they suggested early on that he switch to, to America and he did this for USA Formula Ford Formula, Formula, Formula 2000, he finished second in 2017 and then he moved up to the Pro Mazda. They've got this Indy ladder. They call it the Road to Indy. Well, if you win a championship, you get sponsorship to move up. And he went up to Indy Lights and finished second in Indy Lights and, and then joined IndyCar just last year and showed a lot of promise early on. And now that promise has been demonstrated with an amazing win. You know, we had Alex Palo, we talked about early. He won the opening round, I think it wasn't. Another young driver, you know, he went to Japan to try and further his career. He's at IndyCar, he finished third. And So the three sort of uh, immigrants, as it were, beat off all the American regulars. (laughs) It was was quite a weekend, but no, not enough overtaking to really make for a thrilling race, but uh, plenty of strategy going on and uh, a a great win in the end for Renus.
1: And what about about the Indy Lights? Wasn't there a Brit in that as well?
0: Yeah, because Indy Lights is there for GP2. And again, as I say, you win that championship, you get some money towards moving up to IndyCar. And uh, they didn't run at all last year, but, you know, Renus was was the was second there in 2019. But uh, yeah, we got uh, Toby Sowery, who's oh, yeah, been out the there one. for a couple of years now, yeah. and he had a win in his first season out. They got another win uh, coming up, but didn't he? He missed out winning at Indy by, what was it, 0.0283 of a second. So he must have been alongside the winner. So yeah, another guy did well in the British Formula Three, couldn't find the gaps in Europe. So uh, hopefully, Toby might be an Indy car in a, in a year or two's time. Let's see.
1: Um, it was quite a lot of wet racing. We're moving over to Japan now, Japanese Super Formula. <laughs>
0: there was a lot of wet racing all over
1: the world, but uh, that was oh, chaotic.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Completely, covered. Through it all, uh, Giuliano, at least, you know, Jean Lazy's son won the race, but qualifying had be chaotic with red flags non-stop, but maybe Giuliano's quite lucky to get uh, pole. He's only substituting, he's actually out doing the super light again the second division in the japanese series but he's substituted for uh, kazuki nakajima who, of course race for toyota at spa and if we couldn't get back to japan and race so he ended up substituting and then he's up on pole after wet qualifying led he did a fantastic job you know he stayed the pace out front but again a very truncated race with red flags and yellow flags and pace cars and eventually stopped early but it's funny because you know He's had four seasons in Europe, Giuliano, and he's never really shone. And this is why you never know in motor racing whether the, the guy's in the wrong team or you know, just can't get on with a certain formula. He's won Super Formula, very competitive. But in Formula 3, in three years in Formula 3, 23rd in the Championship, 5th, 7th. You know, He did two years of Formula 2, 15th and then 17th. So, you know, he's never really shown much speed in Europe, but... Uh, <laughs> maybe the journalists, maybe he's still young they're so young you know they go doing these formula three when they're 15 16 and maybe not mature enough maybe sometimes they're pushed up too early uh, as this sort of pressure on being youngsters but so maybe giuliano Alesi will be a great but he's certainly
1: got a racing driver name giuliano <laughs> yeah. is,
0: that
1: the, is that the formula <laughs> you racing in japan back in the day
0: it was so much to do in my day. I, I did about four events out there occasionally. I've had a couple of fourth places. So yeah, I raced a John Player Special Honda, Rolls Honda, Lovely. which were the John Player Special colours and my, my orange crash helmets It's one of my favourite photos. But yeah, the, the Japanese waiting room, it's called, cool, where you could go for a while and uh, try to get some results going.
1: Uh, and speaking of results, uh, another wet Le Mans Moto GP. <laughs> It was very interesting, it, was, it just makes it, <laughs> they these had, guys are nuts, <laughs> I can't believe what they do on two wheels. It's bad enough on a but car the if you weather. have a moment. If you have a moment in a car, yeah. it,
0: you know, your heart's in your mouth, but on two wheels, cool. Well, by the time we got halfway through the first race, the Moto3, they'd had a total of over 100 crashes <laughs> in all the qualifying added to 100 <laughs> crashes. And I mean, the trouble is that Bugatti said it's a stupid circuit. You know, Formula One cars went there once in about 1967, I think it was, and said, we'll never go back there. It's just a go kart All the corners, bar about one S-Bend, they're just tightening and tightening second gear, even first gear corners. And so on those bikes, you know, they push at very slow speeds and the, the front just buckles under it. They're mainly just a low side slide. But uh, so it's a pretty silly track. And... Uh, Again, you know the, the crashes, and one man, of course, did come down to earth with a bang, was uh, Susie Perry's new love of her life, <laughs> this 16-year-old Pedro Acosta, who, uh, second in his first Grand Prix, three wins on the troth but um, he hasn't had much wet racing, to be fair to him. But he fell; he was one of he was at least two or three of the 100 crashes. They uh, ended up qualifying 21st on the grid, but he got up to eighth or ninth, I think. He when he crashed some, again.
1: Well, he found some pace and then he realised that he could... He, he, I think he slotted into sort of 7th uh, or 8th or 5th or whatever. Whatever. I don't even know where yeah. finish, but, uh, he finished, but he realised he didn't... No, he went didn't down have it. The, He
0: went back to 20th again. Yeah, then he got back right. up to 8th. So he went up, from yeah, 20th exactly. to 8th to 20th to 8th. So... Still we, a great tavern. Susie you know.
1: Perry uh, tweeted about podcasts, and, and uh, so we tweeted and said she needs to listen to this. She said she does. Well, I think she's done it. Before. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: oh, we, we love Susie Perry. And she said she loves Susie. you gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Absolutely. She's such a great presenter. You know, her love of amazing. Vibe, that's what you want in a TV presenter, yeah. someone who loves their sport and, and gets on so well. Um, British riders are, are three Brits in the three races one man who didn't come down to earth was um, the Scots, McPhee. John McPhee. Because finally, finally, John McPhee, after, what, four crashes on the trot... Uh, managed to qualify fourth at a very steady race. You could tell he wasn't going to push at all. Yeah, but you say and that finished he fourth. was catching. If if, if uh, I think one more lap, he would yeah, have at the podium. The end. He'd, yeah. He'd have his yeah. first
1: podium. But still, fourth place is a uh, pretty
0: pretty he'd good. Very, very careful. Moto two, our two boys didn't fail. Well, Sam Lowe's, who had been leading the championship after winning the first two. He only qualified tenth in these mixed conditions. You people go on to slick tires or wet tires and the last lap was your best lap. So difficult. But uh, he crashed, trying to make an overtake manoeuvre. Jake Dixon, of course, had that concussion a few races back. He's still not really on the pace. Qualified 26th and finished 19th. So apart from John McPhee, which is good to get him to finish, no real joy for the Brits.
1: No, oh, well. Uh, Moto, what else do we got? Moto, GP. Yeah, well, the big race.
0: Moto, big, GP. Big boys. Again, yeah, Ducati. A bit of a Ducati uh, affair in the end. Because funny enough, Ducati's got its knowledge of this explosive, powerful engine for top speed at Qatar. At the end of the straights, they had the speed. So it's always been regarded as a ferocious bike. But apparently a lower RPM, it's got quite a soft sort of power curve. So in fact, these really treacherous conditions, they of course started on slicks while the track was still a bit damp. Um, so the Ducatis were just coming to the fore straight away. Uh, and of course, um, our man Jack Miller was on for won the last Grand Prix, full of confidence. And when an Australians confident, he's he's very confident. <laughs> um, but of course, they had a huge drama because it rained in the, the, the race, so they had half a lap uh, to try and get back to the pits where they can jump onto a spare bike that's got the wet tyres on. And Jack was in the gravel on that lap. He actually fell out two corners from the pits and had to sort of showboat it through the gravel trap and managed to get out the other side uh, and came through to a fantastic second win. I love, um, I love him when he's, being
1: when he's being interviewed or when when, um, when he's doing a bit of commentary. He's so typical Aussie. You can just imagine with a beard in his hand. I hope I'm not offended no, at all, but it's brilliant. Just says it exactly <laughs> how it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was what was Zarco was second, wasn't it? Another Ducati and, and yep. Francesca Bangnao's leader, which was fourth. But the only person to break up all the um, the, the Ducatis was Fro- Fabio Quattario and his Yamaha, who got third. Uh, so the two French, Zarco and, and Quattaro. two unlikely sounding Frenchmen, <laughs> Zarco and Quattaro. Qu- I always split that wrong, Quattario. Quattaro, uh, finished second and third. So good, good, good for the French perhaps for me, the highlight was seeing Mark Marquez leading a Grand Prix again on his Honda. Um, it's only his third race back after a year off with all his injuries to his arms. Uh, sadly, high-sided, which is a bit of a not way to go with a broken, his arms. But um, just to see him leading again, he was on a Honda in those conditions, the, you know, probably the most treacherous bike to be on. So um, it was a short-lived glory. But anyway, Mark Marquez is back, and that's what we like to see. These guys
1: have got big ghoulies. Am I allowed to say that? Is that correct? Oh, massive admiration for, for anyone yeah. in motor racing, really, but the, those guys, especially, big,
0: big respect.
1: Um, but again, you know,
0: like not, not so much racing again. Again, another race where they're a bit more just spread out slightly, you know, trying to slowly eke forwards, you know, and it's, uh, it's very tricky. Those conditions, and especially that silly little tight Bugatti circuit, Not not the best of tracks for racing.
1: No, but um, more rain in Austria, and we haven't even mentioned uh, <laughs> this series yet. But we got to mention it. Robert, Robert um, Kibitzer was uh, racing, so I think it's worth one again. A mention.
0: Yeah. yeah, second round of the ELMS, which is the European Le Mans series, the series that goes to Le Mans eventually. But they don't, they don't run the LMP ones or the hypercars. So LMP two cars are the, are the top class, and uh, yes, Robert Kibitzer and his team won again in torrential rain. They had up there. So he's won two on the trot. The best Brits waved to Philip Hanson and Tom Gamble down in seventh though overall. But uh, we did win. Uh, Matt Bell won the LMP3, the second category for prototypes. He was part of the team that won that. So well done, Matt. We had one British win out there.
1: <laughs> um, over the pond to some dry weather, Tiff. The, dry yes. team, the appropriately, appropriately named Dry Dean <sighs> 400 NASCAR. Did you watch this race?
0: I yeah, and the number life. five got beaten again. And when <laughs> the, the, the Nidell family favourite, you know, he just keeps on going there. Karl Larson in the number five dominated the race as he's done two or three previous races. But once again, right at the end, uh, his teammate and they were, they were ended up with a record one, two, three, four uh, finish for the Hendrick group. Amazing to win, you know, the wow. Chevries. All close, but he got jumped at the uh, last pit stop by William Byron uh, and couldn't get by him. So, Carl had to settle for second again, much to our frustration. Again, not that much action, fairly processional. It was it was a weekend of processional racing. Perhaps the best racing was over in mid Ohio for the sports cars. Again, another great series uh, which we keep an eye on, especially see where the Brits are you know, the, going, um, the IMSA series. Uh, because we had um, Oliver Jarvis and Harry Ticknell, Harry put on pole position out there, and they had a lot of, the front two was split by about a quarter of a second at the end of that race, but uh, Oliver Jarvis and Harry Ticknell got a good third place. Of course, Kevin Magnussen's doing that series, we've got the two hash drivers over in America, one in IndyCar now, and one uh, Magnussen was fifth in his team with a the, with the Cadillac, so the very two Haas boys, enjoying racing in the sunshine of the United States. Ha- Harry Ticknell... quite interesting seems- because NASCAR this weekend... Yeah, sorry.
1: No, Harry Tittnall, um seems like he's been around forever, but I think he's only
0: still early 20s, isn't he? Yeah, lovely that. He, he he was one, he was very competitive Formula 3 in Britain and uh, quite soon got an opportunity to do LMP2. He won the Le Mans Series LMP2 class in his first Le Mans, I think, and he's since had great contracts. He's out with Mazda now in America. And I just love seeing you know him and Oliver Jarvis you know earning good money racing in great race tracks and uh, right. enjoying the life of being a racing driver.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Um, and that's about it for the weekend. It wasn't. Yeah. There's lots going on, and uh, this weekend we've got some amazing racing. Monte Carlo, just a
0: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but there's something else. I think there's a there's a really big event. <laughs> in fact, some team won a cup final in football. I think was it Leicester? I think near Leicester. There's a Tiny little track which is going to host the biggest event of this weekend, the Catering Canary, first yeah. race of the series. Bigger starring than, bigger than love cars. Yeah,
1: we're there, we're there, we're there. No, so tell us,
0: Paul, what you've tested today, but not on the full track. So, how much do you get any more driving before the race on Saturday?
1: Well, I've got, uh, yes, Friday. So, we get uh, another day on Friday. So, um, but that's an optional day. So, a lot of people didn't get to race today which is good uh, to get didn't get to test today which is quite good for me i guess but look it's going to be super competitive it's really competitive everybody was on the same sort of money today um and i know it's completely different when you're driving around a track and it's you know, a track day you can only overtake on the left and it's proper track rules and then the difference when you've got someone diving down the inside <laughs> and, but there were quite a few incidents today. interestingly people are getting a bit more confidence now but there was quite a few incidents where I, our old mate, lucky supercars, Joe, he went up the back of me in a chicane, but a few people span off. One person hit a tire wall quite quite heavily. So it's getting a bit more serious. And, and this yeah. say,
0: indeed is going to be very serious. Don't forget, qualify, look for space Paul. Don't race with people through. It's amazing in qualified, you know, when you, you catch someone up. And they start blocking you and racing you and I go crazy with that <laughs> I've obviously caught you therefore you let me by and maybe I'll take you with me a lap quicker but uh, it's getting clear laps in qualifying is, is one of the hardest things in club racing especially with 25 cars around Mallory Park it's going to be busy it's so um, be yeah busy. back off make a space trying to get a clear lap um, But well, yeah, NASCAR boys they're, they're racing this weekend they're at the Circuit of America's yeah, Which absolutely. would be great—the full Grand Prix track. So we'll see what they're like. Sorry, you were saying something else.
1: Well, no, I was just looking forward to. I've got a, I've got a good um, uh, mechanic this weekend. I've got a good uh, pit man. Uh, his name's Nadell, Tiff Nadell. So I'm quite looking forward to that. I thought
0: I was just coming to watch. I thought I was your mascot. <laughs> on the, I'm not getting my hands dirty. You're on the spanners. What, <laughs> 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 what so, else is coming up course, next week? So Monte Carlo. Yeah, of course. The- there is the Monaco Grand Prix, the procession through the streets, which is always no, it's not bad. a bloody procession, no, but
1: always it's not a procession. Not, it's, no, it's going to be a race. It's going to look what is happens it? in Formula E, it's going to be the same with Formula One. It's going to be lots of overtaking, lots of excitement. And the lead's going to change many times.
0: Flippin, yeah, what do you mean? Have you been drinking? Have you been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the first time in um, 100 years? <laughs> yeah obviously it is a great spectacle and one of the best spectacles you've seen the McLaren's new colour scheme have you seen this they've got this full gulf oils blue and um, orange which is going to look fantastic so we'll have that we'll have a good sight of McLaren I mean there may be a bit of you know pit stop a bit of strategy you never know might have a bit more rain holding off in Europe but it's gone away by the weekend not so sure Formula 2 support event again with two frustrating reverse grid rates so the guy that qualifies, was it tenth or twelfth, is going to be on pole for the first race in Formula Two, so he'll probably win the first race. I won in Formula Two by qualifying tenth. It's a bit like
1: white group. I don't get group, it. There it we go. Are. There. Tiff, give me your predictions before we leave, and then uh, that's the end of
0: um, that's the end of this Tiff talk. But give me some world more- rally, world rally back. You can got to oh. Portugal now. If you got to fly to Portugal. You can watch the World Rally down there, championship this weekend. And British Grand Prix, uh, not British Grand Prix, British GT at Brands Hatch. Another great series. First round of the British GTs, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Astons, all sorts, Porsches. Uh, if you want to go to Brands Hatch and watch some racing. But I think, really, if you're going to go and watch live racing, there's only one way place to be this weekend. Mallory, Mallory Park. Park. On Saturday. It, you know, it doesn't ruin your Grand Prix viewing. <laughs> so it's a lot of effort for 20 minutes of racing. Yeah. But it has to be max at Monaco, doesn't it? Qualifying, it's got to be max at Monaco, I think. I don't know. It's all about qualifying. Okay. All about the qualifying. Well, Unless it we'll,
1: rains. We'll see. I can't wait for next weekend. And can't wait for next Monday where I'll have a whole host of excuses uh, in the bag, ready to tell you, but I'm hoping for a a top five. Top five, I'll be happy. But I'm bringing the champagne.
0: Saturday night party. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Cheers, (laughs) cheers. Cheers, all.